Welcome to High Tea Obsessed. I am your host, Thomas Boomhauer. And today, my friends, howdy ho, today is the first episode of the greatest action movie hero of all time bracket challenge. And I am excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. The next five days are the culmination of months of research, watching action movies, consulting with friends. And, you know, recording episodes, editing, deep diving, all sorts of stuff. And I've been promoting it, getting art made. And just a big shout out to everyone who's helped and all that. So, the next five days, we will see 64 heroes from a whole bunch of movies facing off in a March Madness style tournament of champions. So, these each of these heroes are going to be paired in fights to the death and then one winner winner will emerge victorious. So these characters are combinations of, you know, some of them are my favorite, some of them are outright the best, and I will be going over any notable exclusions in the final episode. Uh, some of the characters may also feel like you're like, what is going on? Why is this person in there? And again, I will explain that in the final episode, but spoiler alert, it's probably just because it's my podcast and I wanted to include them. After the break, I'll get into the rules and introduce my guests for this episode, but let me give you a warning. Right off the bat, this episode, just like all the others, but, you know, this episode was a ton of fun, and it's super crazy, and just generally amazing. Big thank you to my guests, because, you know, they rock, and you'll know who they are in a minute, but they know who they are right now, thank you guys. If you have any beef with any of our pits, uh, who end up winning the whole region, any of that stuff, make sure to let me know on social media, you know, get at me at high t underscore obsessed underscore podcast on Instagram, and high to podcast on twitter i think if you type high to obsessed podcast or just high to obsessed they should come up and of course you know i want that feedback but we want to get some conversations going because these were so much fun and we'd love to know what other people thought so with all that said get ready for part one of the greatest action movie hero of all time bracket challenge And welcome back. We are here today with part one of the greatest action movie hero of all time bracket challenge. And so, you know, I was out there, I was scouting guests. I was like, who do I got? Who do I know? Who's going to come in here? We're going to get this thing kickstarted off in an incredible way. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be sick. And I landed on this. You know them as your drunk weekly book club. Please welcome to the show, Cross and PJ from Words and Whiskey. Woo! We're super excited. Yeah. I apologize up front because this is the third time he had to do that <laughs> intro because I kept fucking it up. Yeah, it was it was a whole thing. It's good though. We're here. We're very excited. I'm so happy to be here. I had a blast last time. This is going to be a ton of fun. I've been watching action movies all week. It's been it's great. It's been awesome. I mean, I've had to do it like for months and months. It's sick. I mean, I'm just like, I feel like if I were in an like a bank robbery, I'm taking down the robbers easy. I know exactly what to do. Yeah, of course. You've got all the moves. And if you're in in the law law enforcement arena, you'll know all their weaknesses. You'll you'll have dissected all of them. No matter what happens, now I'm ready. 
like forget Boy Scout camp. Just watch action movies. <laughs> <laughs> All you beautiful listeners out there, day one of the Bracket Challenge brings us to the Wild Card region. Uh, Wild Card is sort of my catch-all category, standard typical action movie hero. So your Arnolds, your Stallones, those type of big beefy dudes, just the people that come to your mind when you think of action movies. And a few reminders before we start. This region, like all the others, is randomly seated 1 through 16, so I didn't pick out who was better than the others, so don't come at me. For the first round, I'm giving a brief intro about each fighter, mostly just skills, weaknesses, and which movie they're coming from. And the environment for each fight is picked via a random spin of a wheel right before each fight. The environments are Rust from Modern Warfare 2, Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard, the Guatemalan jungle specifically from Predator, Fenway Park, the average American home, Air Force One as seen in the movie Air Force One, so it is in flight. Each fighter is at full strength and has their standard weapons ready to rock, and they reset to full strength before each fight because I just wanted them all at their best. And if PJ Cross and I disagree about who would win a particular particular matchup i will roll a set of dice for each and whoever totals the highest number advances if we're in a two one split the fighter with the advantage will get four dice rolled instead of three if it's a one 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 split it will be a standard three versus three roll how's it going to be a one 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 split like maybe two of us are in a deadlock and the other person i don't i don't know trying to tell you i don't envision that coming up but you know just cover my butt i think it could happen um, it could happen, but I'll just know that I'm usually diametrically opposed <laughs> to Crossland, so <laughs> the chance, chances are good here. No, we're good. We'll be good. So in our one versus sixteen matchup, and this one's not actually it feels like a one versus sixteen kinda. We have Imperata Furiosa from Mad Matt's Fury Road. And a dead guy. <laughs> and uh sixteen C Detective Terry Hoyts from the <laughs> other guys. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a mismatch here. Hoyts, I feel like, you know, he does his thing in the movie. He goes off a little bit. And so for his strengths, I put hand-to-hand combat, ballet, the harp, handgun shooting. I don't think we see him with any long guns. Weaknesses, uh, temper, deductive reasoning, Derek Jeter, taste in music, judgmental, possibly, you know, homophobic a little bit. Don't like the guy on a personal level. Huge disadvantage for him. He's judgmental. You don't want it. <laughs> Strengths for uh, Furiosa. Upbringing. She had it hard. It was tough going. She's going to be ready to rock. Uh, willpower. She's not giving up. She's just brutal fighting ability. She's, generally, she's good. She's nice with it. Weaknesses. Her metal arm can come off. She's missing one arm. Not great. And maybe not like te- as te- technically refined as some of the other fighters in the bracket. <laughs> First of all, I would like to move metal arm can come off into the strength category. Agreed. I also think that that is secretly Specifically a strength. because it's a metal arm. She doesn't have to worry about it getting... I mean, she has... It's up to, the, like, the elbow. It's both, I think. It depends, like, if it comes off and they throw it. It's a, it's a weakness. Yeah. It's, it's a combination of things, right? Right, exactly. Right. She could use it as a club. That's a good point. Right, exactly. So, like, she can she can articulate it, she can do whatever she wants, she can use it as a club, less likely to be wounded there. Uh, where are these two squaring off? Not that it really matters. Um, so let's find the environment. So this is appropriate. They're in Fenway Park. So that's an, another, <laughs> it's easy L for Terry, because he doesn't do well in his home stadium, 
Imagine him in a Boston Stadium. It's bad. It's tough for him. Um, Furiosa can pretty easily get the high ground with a sniper. I think then. she doesn't even bother with the sniper because she sees this guy and just like grabs one of the chairs, like just rips it out and just beats the shit out of him with it. And he just kind of like sits there and is convulsing on the ground. With you, I think. Uh, I think this is a pretty easy win for Furiosa. She's 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 fucking scrappy, man. I think she would shoot him though. I don't. I think she would just be like, oh, it's not worth my time to even. You're probably. And I don't right. know if she would snipe him. I don't think she would bother setting up to snipe him. I just think she would wait and then just shoot him very casually. Just be like, "You, you fucking idiot! Like it away. You're done." She had how many guns in that movie? Just in her, in her, like, uh, there were like four or five. Cockpit, yeah, I guess there were a lot. Call it of the uh, of the war machine. Then there's like the knife. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Yeah, the knife in the uh, in the gear shift. All right. So our second matchup is our two seed Dutch from Predator. Versus the 15 seed Tallahassee from Zombieland. And I don't know about you guys, but this one, is, <laughs> it just sucks for me. It's very sad. <laughs> this, yeah. one's, uh, this one's pretty lopsided, yeah. I'd say. I, I have trouble putting anyone up against I mean, Dutch. It's hard. it's hard to. Special Forces guy takes down like an invincible alien. Uh, but you guys don't have any sentimental value attached to Tallahassee? Oh, I've got plenty. It's upsetting, of course, that he's matched up okay. here. He honestly Yeah. He's he's right at a fifteen seed. I don't I don't think he's seated wrong or anything like that. It's just an unfortunate side effect of not having an even larger bracket where he probably would have made it a round or two. I'll I'll root for him. Don't have high hopes. It's just, it's tough with the matchup. Because like a normal two seed, like normal two versus fifteen. I did see him coming out there. He hits a couple threes in the first half. He plays scrappy defense. He keeps it tight. <laughs> and then, you know, going into the third quarter, he's up three. And you're like, oh, no, mm-hmm. what's going on? Is 2C going down? But it's tough. <laughs> All right. So Tallahassee is strengths, improvisation, uh, melee ability, at least against zombies, weapon skills, gun skills, marksmanship. Uh, his weakness is his temper. Doesn't believe in stretching, which is not great. He's used to fighting zombies, and in Zombieland, these zombies are dumb, and they're slow, in the first one at least. Uh, he's kind of dumb, and he's just a guy, you know? He's not like, he doesn't have a military background or anything like that. It's not great. There is one more strength. He has a very fine hat. He has a great hat, that's true. There's worth pointing out another weakness as well, which is Twinkies. Twinkies. That's true. It <laughs> depends on where we're fighting, so we'll figure that out. All right. So for Dutch, you know improvisation melee ability as well weapon skills all of them gun skills marksmanship planning elite special forces skills just you know he's gonna blend in wherever he is in the jungle at least you know probably not wherever he is because he's he's really big Mm -hmm. uh for weaknesses i said um i don't have any I feel like he's conspicuous, you know, like That's he, true. he does have a difficult time hiding, even though he does it well. He's fighting against an alien, you know, mm-hmm. with some advanced technology. So he's doing decently there, of course. But it's Arnold. He's huge. Like right. du- Dutch, you you can't help it. But you, I don't think that really, cupboard. I don't think that that's true. That is a good point. So like if he if it gets down to hand to hand against someone he's presumably equally matched with at some point. That could come into play. I will put uh, communication as a weakness for him because this is like peak Arnold accent mush mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you cannot understand a fucking word that he says. So. I don't know if that, that comes into play here, but I will. It is noted. <laughs> so let's see where they're fighting. 
They're on Air Force One. That actually makes this a little bit more interesting. I don't think it changes anything, but I think Tallahassee has a little bit more of an opportunity to like... Set a trap, maybe? Set a trap, ambush a little bit. Um, we do see... He's good at it. He's we got the improvisation strength. Right. Like, I think, you know, we see it in the... Um, when he's fighting all the zombies at the end. He he plans ahead a little bit while improv- improvising. He mm-hmm. sets up all the... What are they called? Uh, magazines in that little gift shop stand thing. This is the only scenario in which I can actually imagine Tallahassee winning. So I want to I clarify where my brain goes. We, we've already said that he might set up an ambush. We're on Air Force One. He's hiding in a row of seats. Arnold is walking close to the door. He pops open the door with some kind of a grenade or a depth charge, launches him out, and that's the only way that he even stands a chance at, at getting rid of him. Um, but I believe that Tallahassee is smarter than Dutch, and so I also think that he would he would pull that off. Hmm. Okay. What makes you say he's smarter than Dutch? This might be influenced by my very recent finishing of Commando as well. But (laughs) Um, Dutch, to to me, obviously very intelligent. He's a special special forces guy, but all of it is practical knowledge and not necessarily an an urban application. So Mm -hmm. that's where my brain goes with it is, uh, you know, I, I think that Tallahassee is used to being scrappy all the time. Dutch was scrappy in a single moment, and is it continually like a military leader? Of course, like that's a big deal. Uh, but he he doesn't have that team. He doesn't have that backup. He isn't forced to be scrappy for every day of his continued existence. So, I think Tallahassee would just be more on edge. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, I can I can see that. I still have to put this at Dutch, though. I also I, go Dutch. Another reason. Okay. Dutch uses heavy weaponry. Mm-hmm. Tallahassee does not often use big guns and so to compare just those two things alone inside of Air Force One shooting a giant ass weapon is not going to do you well inside of that space so we're looking at closer range weapons we're looking at maybe a little bit more hand to hand combat inside of the space unless they're just going to choose mutual destruction I mean if it's hand to hand Dutch is washing uh, well but, I'm, I'm talking a... close range I guess not hand to hand you're right though he would absolutely a... destroy him in hand to hand I mean, and then there's, we know, we do know that Dutch is great at building just booby traps. Right. Just straight up booby traps. But like, how much is there really that you could booby trap inside of? I think there's the entire booby traps. So, you know, let's start with this. Dutch Special Forces, he might have a little inside knowledge about what's going on in Air Force One. So he might have the traps that Tallahassee is going to have to do his Home Alone style traps, which, you know, we know they're effective. Home alone cell traps are better. Hot take. (laughs) That's the video breakout. (laughs) (laughs) I I think in a strange turn of events, I'm going to throw my entire body weight behind Tallahassee here and make us roll for this one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) Because because of Air Force One, I literally think in any of the other scenarios, he gets wiped out. But the fact that they're in the air and that like it's there's just too many variables to throw out there. This this is the one scenario where I can see it going that way, but I'm still I'm still in Dutch's corner. Okay. So Dutch will have classic six sided dice, four of them, and Tallahassee will have three six sided dice, but they're the numbers are written out instead of dots. We'll only have three. Okay. So I'll roll it three times. Okay, Dutch massacre them. 
It's <laughs> nine for Tallahassee to sixteen for Dutch. Well, we tried. Dutch advances. I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I just, you know, I had to give the boy a chance. You'll allow it. Yeah. All right. And that brings us to three seed John McLean from Die Hard versus the 14 seed Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. And PJ, I'm going to clear out and let you ISO on this for a little bit. So, first of all, just as a as an aside, thank you so much for having us on here. We actually just, I think, as of when this comes out last month, launched our Patreon for our own show at Words and Whiskey. So patreon.com slash Words and Whiskey. And our first sort of bonus episode that's for patrons only is us discussing Big Trouble in Little, in Little China, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. So we had a blast with it. And... uh for that reason, we know that Jack Burton will not be winning this one. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, you know, when I reviewed this after having finally seen the movie, because I hadn't seen the movie, uh, and again, the concept of PJ's show that he was talking about on our Patreon is that he gets to pick something that we break down together. Sometimes it'll be things I haven't seen, sometimes it'll be things I have. I hadn't seen Big Trouble in Little China, so it was a first-time view for me. And um, there's no way in hell Jack Burton makes it out of this. Like, when I saw that he was on the roster, I was like, oh, so he's a cold corpse without even, like, showing up. Wow. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> okay. He, he's a bumbling idiot. Here's what we got for him. <laughs> I think it's an American nut job was my term. <laughs> Let's be fair to the guy, though. Very handsome, okay? okay? Handsomeness Absolutely. off the charts. <laughs> he's got a little bit of luck going in his favor. It's, sometimes it's better to be lucky. It, it is um, all in the reflexes as they yeah, say that reflexes is another strength i have listed um initially i had improvisation but i'm gonna take that out i don't i don't buy that anymore i don't think that's a strength of his i think that's a weakness uh weaknesses stupid he's, he's a really dumb guy can't say it enough yep absolutely weaknesses untrained combat wise but again all in the reflexes so that that balances out he hadn't even I will killed give a guy. Him one, yeah, he did kill one dude. <laughs> he, well, right, um, a couple, but he he does have one more strength, mm-hmm. and that would be just arrogance. Yes, just blind arrogance. You know he's not going to give up, like because he thinks he's going to get the better of anybody. <laughs> so he's ready to rock. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another strength that I think bears mentioning is he has a he has a great tank top, and he looks good <laughs> in it too. He fills it out nicely. He does. He certainly does. We've got a we've got a buddy who has that tank top, and I'm jealous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that brings us to Mr. McLean. Strengths: improvisation, hand-to-hand melee ability type stuff going on, gun skills, climbing around buildings. He can do it better than anybody. Deductive reasoning. Weaknesses: he's very stubborn. He's got a hero complex. He has no shoes. It's important. He has a boring tank top, which you hate to see in this matchup. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, he's just a cop and doesn't matter in this uh, round necessarily, but in other rounds he could be paired against elite special forces fighters. And this is the first diehard when he's still like a human. He's not invincible as he goes on to become. So let's spin the wheel and see what we're fighting. Wow. 
They're in Natatomi Plaza. So, <laughs> well, John McClane has the uh, has the home seat advantage, home field advantage. It literally didn't matter. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. matter where, but this is just, like, the absolute coup de grace. Um, one thing that I just wanted to point out with John McClane and Die Hard in general, of course, is that a lot of these other movies are just Die Hard in X mm-hmm. location or in X scenario because it kind of set the set the standing. So I'm very proud of, or I really respect John McClane's ranking here, and I think that it's important to uh, to give him kind of that progenitor credit here. In a, it in is his own random, way. but... Um... Oh, I mean, it fuck. it does reflect where he yeah. should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's all. I love Die Hard. All the Die Hard. Well, mm-hmm. the first three Die Hard. Movies first three. They're awesome. Yep. So, with obviously, there's the strength of John McClane being in Nakatomi Plaza, mm-hmm. but it is a distinct weakness to have Jack Burton in a place filled with elevators. <laughs> Because he's he's gonna be so fired up. <laughs> he's so he's so good in elevators. Here's here's the real question: Are we talking Jack Burton post Weird Secret Magic Drink or without Weird Secret Magic Drink? I don't. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think we can give him the Weird Magic Drink just so that he. Well, then he's just horny, the so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but... just be like, I feel kind of invincible. He's just fired. Like he's fired up. Yeah. <laughs> can we, I can here's another question. Can we give him the boys but they can't leave the elevator so all his friends are in the elevator with him as he's like going up to fight Jack to fight uh, just John egg. McClane? He just gets egg. Just egg. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like they're just hyping up each other. He's just like let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then he steps out of the elevator is immediately murked and Egg goes, "Oh no," and hits the down button, gets the fuck out of there like anyone reasonably would. Exactly. I, I this this is strictly no contest. Yeah. Period. Yeah, pulls the pin, the grenade, blows him up. Doesn't blowout. matter. Yeah, Jack Burton is one of my favorite characters, but he is not a he's not a hero. He's not good at it. I love it. I love it so much. It's an incredible movie, honestly. Now we move on to the four versus thirteen matchup. At number four seed, we have Sarah Connor from Terminator Two versus the thirteen seed Chev Chelios from Crank. Uh, I regret the Chelio selection very much. <laughs> I was just Why thinking. I just I forgot how crazy the movie was. <laughs> like just it's so how, good. Though. I was I was thinking because I remember I liked it in middle school, and I was just like, I need Jason Statham in the bracket. Should have picked a different one, but it's okay. The I transporter think, I think might have been a good move, but right. Transporter could have been good, um, but here's the thing: this gives it this this leans so hard into the wild card sort of true, true idea. Like he is absolute chaos, and you kind of need that in here a little. Yeah. Bit. Uh, so for his weaknesses, I put you know he's not he's poison. He's got to keep the adrenaline up. Now doesn't necessarily impact him here because. He's in a fight for his life. His adrenaline is going to be up, presumably. And he's he's a hitman, so, you know, he's got hand-to-hand, gun skills, moderate parkour ability. Any skills you want, he can bring to the table, basically. Sarah mm-hmm. Connor. Uh, weaknesses, not a traditional training in terms of her fighting, her hiding abilities, all that stuff. John isn't involved in the bracket, so she's just fighting for her own life. Strengths. Improvisation, uh, melee, not super strong, but she can fight people. Gun skills, again, moderate parkour. Should we see her break out of the uh, mental health institution 
and I think she has a lot of willpower. You know, she's not going to give up, presumably, but like I said, John's not involved. Maybe she does. Maybe she goes out easy this time. Yeah. I, I'm i very interested in where this is set because I think that that ultimately is going to play into either Chev's inevitable, um, not inevitable, but his superior position or an inferior position for him. They are in the Guatemalan jungle. I think I think I've got to put this with with Sarah Connor. Okay, that's where my head's at too. He's just too unfocused, and especially in a situation like the Guatemalan jungle, um, he's got to he's got to keep his head about him a little bit in order to uh, find her. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. he that's... could run. He could run away pretty easily, but. I don't think that's in the spirit of a competition. Right. That yeah, I mean, that is always like, oh, they just run away, but nah, they can't. Not in this environment, not in this situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I totally I totally agree. I think that this one is a, is kind of a blowout in in that situation because I think that all Sarah would really have to do is just sit there, hide and wait, which we know that she's good at, of course, based on the entire life of the Terminator franchise. Um and he would just die. Because he wouldn't be able to keep his adrenaline up. Like, that's... Sucks. Right, Sorry, that's, dude. That's another thing. Because the jungle, they'll have to, you know, run around to find each other. It's going to be harder for him. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest environment here. Like, that's the hardest one for him to keep the adrenaline up. Unless he's constantly afraid he's going to get sniped. But, like we said, he's not that super focused. So, so I, I do have a question regarding the the scene. Okay. Um, you said specifically the Guatemalan jungle in Predator. Yes. Is the Predator present? No. <laughs> okay. No. That's an important clarification. It's all, it, it is. All of these environments that are alone in the environment. Okay. Um, I don't know that it matters a lot for this one, but for other readings it does. Are there no tigers? I mean, there there's jungle animals. There's no, I don't think there are jungles in South America. There are no tigers in South America, but... Um, jaguars, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, the other big cats that are in South America. Panthers. That's what I was going for. Yes, yes, it. that one. Yep. There's scorpions. Um, we know that. We do know that. <laughs> but yep, he's done. Okay, so with that, we move on to the five seed Mad Mats for Mad Mats Fury Road. And I will clarify this is because I didn't want to deal with Mel Gibson. Uh, and he is fighting the 12 seed Letty Ortiz from Fast and Furious and I just put the whole franchise for I don't really like those movies so I didn't feel like rewatching any of them it's perfect we can just put her in the ground right away yep okay so (laughs) Letty Ortiz what are her skills she's good at driving she's great at driving we know that and she's good at hand to hand fighting that's it that's all we really see Uh, Wheaton says she's a regular old criminal She's just, I don't think she's as impressive as the other people in this bracket. She's also dead inside of the franchise and then comes back to life. I don't know. I, I, I tried to, to try to follow. Right, right. Because once you're at like eight or nine movies, you have to go to the moon, right? Like that's so just like would undead be a strength then? I, I don't think she's well, actually I mean, we'll, undead. We're taking her where whatever movie she was last alive in. That's what we'll say she's from. Okay. Sounds um, good. And, you know, I like the driving versus driving matchups because you're going against mm-hmm. Mad Mats. We know my guy can drive. We know he oh, can yeah. improvise when he needs to. He's got 
hand-to-hand fighting, melee skills, willpower, general surviving. He's great at it. Weaknesses, not as strictly well-trained as others in the bracket, but again, terrible, like, surviving in in a, a wasteland, so he's got that going for him. And he just, he kicks ass, we know that. Let's see where they're fighting. I think it's important to note that his driving is... He has a particular strength in combat driving, if that's a thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, so even if we put them in cars, he's going to wash her. But this is yeah. the perfect environment for him. He has home field advantage. Mm-hmm. They're fighting in Rust. Ah. Okay. <clears throat> so, I mean... I don't think feels... we have to labor this point. Just... I, don't, yeah, I don't think I, we do I, at I, all. Like I'm struggling to find a... A compelling argument to not put Mad Max no, that's right on top here. The right move is to just do it and move on, but all I right. want to say is that all you would have to do is kick up some dust into her face and blast her with a shotgun and it's over. Right. And it's done. It's a wrap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alright. This is the <laughs> 6 versus 11 matchup, which is absolutely insane. 6 seed, we have John Rambo from First Blood Part 2. And that is because that is the first Rambo is like an actual movie and not a crazy shoot 'em up action movie, although there is a lot of shooting. And he is fighting the 11th seed, John Matrix from Commando, which is just incredible. You love this matchup so much. And if you don't, I don't care. <laughs> All right, roll through the strengths. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what does John Matrix bring to the table? Hand to hand. Nothing. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> His sense of smell is off the charts. Strength. Incredible. His weapon skills. Any weapon you want, he can kill you with it. Willpower. He's not giving up. Melee skills. Improvisation. And again, I'm stumped for weaknesses here. Um, one-liners? Really bad one-liners. Really bad That's one-liners. A weakness. But, you know... Is that a particular strength it. of Rambo, though? <laughs> no. I don't think so. But so anyway, here we go for Rambo. Very similar, hand to hand skills, improvisation. He can blend into environments. He can hide uh, melee skills, willpower, weapon skills, strength, stealth, anything you want. He's great at it. Sick headband also deserves shout out. Weaknesses: technically, he is human. It's not going to twist it. All right. So I'm going to throw, well, we need we need to know where they're fighting. We need to know where they're fighting. That's definitely important here. I don't think we do. I think they're really? the same person. Okay. I, I, I agree, say. and I think that they kill each other. <laughs> I don't think they're that this ends. Natatomi Plaza, which is interesting. Okay. So, okay, I think that gives Matrix an advantage. Because mm-hmm. in the beginning of the movie, we see him in like civilian life in a home. Rambo cannot adjust to civilian life. PTSD, and then he's in prison. So an office building is not a good place for him. And then also Matrix's sense of smell kicks into play. He's going to know where Rambo is at all times. He's going to be like, I got him. I got him paid. He doesn't even need to see him. I did not expect this. Hmm. When I originally looked at this, I was like, oh, Rambo's got it. This is easy. Especially after I watched the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, no. It's easy. Uh, this is actually truly one, though, that I believe that they would both, based on their spirits, their abilities, and everything like that, they would both fight until they put a bullet in each other's head at the same time. Yeah. Kind of a moment. And uh, I really I really don't know if I see it ending any other way. 
So they both I need, I need more info. Head, but they both more. live. Yeah. Well, and then we set up the sequel. We set up the sequel for each movie. Correct. Yes. There we go. Commando. I'm inclined Rambo. to go Rambo simply because we already have. Okay. Dutch, but I am I am more inclined to just say it's a toss up. Okay. So we'll do. We'll roll the dice, and it'll be three for each this time. I'm okay. in. I think that's good. So let's do dots. For Matrix, because his bazooka in the picture, his rocket launcher, looks like <laughs> the four side of a die. Of a die. All right, so he has nine, and Rambo gets eleven. So Rambo advances. I'm comfortable all right. with that. Yeah, I'm not upset. I'm all right with that. I'm really glad that I don't have to talk about Matrix anymore. <laughs> I'm a little upset to be honest, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Now we're at the 7 and 10 matchup. 7 seed Machete from Machete versus the 10 seed Xander Cage from XXX or Triple X. I, so I rewatched Triple X for this and, um, and I've, I've seen Machete. I know, I know them from, uh, all of the various movies. And also I think that he actually plays Machete in a couple of other things. And he just Spy Kids. Yeah, Spy Kids right. Specifically, just out of line, just so good. Um, but yeah, this is this is where I think these last two are the most interesting of the first matchups for sure. Um, and I think that setting is going to play a big deal. And I really don't know who to give the edge to, but a big part of me wants to just cheer on Machete, Machete, come on, Machete. So let's say his strengths. Driving, marksmanship, deductive reasoning, melee ability. I wasn't super impressed with him when I was watching some of his highlights. Uh, I had seen the movie, so I just watched YouTube clips again. I just wasn't impressed. You know, not very flexible, I'll say. Yeah, but he's a little, got a machete. A little bit lackluster compared to some of the other, some of the other ones. But I think specifically against Xander Cage, I don't know if that matters a whole lot. Okay. Well, this is this is a young Vin Diesel. You got to keep in mind. So he's That's not, good. he's a little bit better at moving. Uh, his strengths, driving, he's like a weird stunt guy in the movie. So he does like extreme sports skateboarding, which is weird. Uh, just yep. specifically because it was Vin Diesel skateboarding, which is not something I wanted to see. <laughs> Very true. I understand. He does a little, he has a little, he has a little marksmanship going on. Parkour type stuff he does. Uh, deductive reasoning, more just like he figures things out, and that's the phrase I was using for that when I was filling out the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I think, frankly, he's a little bit out of his depth, although he does save the world in that movie, so, you know, what are you going to do? And he's not super well-trained formally. He's just got a bunch of skills. Where are we fighting? I think that. Yo, it is. It is. It is Air Force One in flight, which you love to see. Interesting. Okay, so I think that favors our guy Machete. I think it does, because I think if he could move around more, Xander Cage would have an advantage here right. over uh, old man Machete. But I think I think Machete just chops him up when he's going to the bathroom. <laughs> he's posting up. <laughs> he's posting up. He <laughs> thought he was going to hide, and in fact, we just get him with the machete in the bathroom. Interesting. It's an unfortunate scenario. Mm-hmm. flushes him down the toilet like bad airline peanuts 
Xander needs some more open space to be his mm-hmm. slippery self a little bit. Right. I think I think in other almost any other plays I would give Xander the advantage here. I think he's a little more skilled. But I think killing wise, you got a go machete. I think he's a better killer. Oh yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, I think I do agree with you. I don't think that there's another situation in which um Maybe the house. Maybe. I think I'd still give it to Cage though. Okay. Because he's cagey, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. but here in this situation, I would definitely say Machete takes it. Okay. So is all three of us agreed? Mm-hmm. All right. It's Clean advancing. sweep. Oh, man. Uh, so that brings us to the last matchup of the first round, which is the eight seed, President James Marshall from Air Force One, versus the nine seed, Ellen Ripley from Aliens. And I think this matchup is interesting because... Ellen Ripley, an incredible action movie hero, but she's not like a trained killer, a trained fighter. You know, like she yeah. survives in a situation no one else does, so it's impressive, but not like she brings a ton of fighting skills to the table, I guess. Like on She paper. survives, she doesn't kill. And she she acts more as a tactician in aliens right. specifically. So for her strengths, I put willpower, survival skills, general badass, and tactics is a good one. Um, and weaknesses, I put, you know, her skills are more intangible compared to the others in the bracket. Mm-hmm. For James Marshall, I put strengths, willpower, charm. It's Harrison Ford. Like, what do you want? He's a charming guy. Hand-to-hand, fighting a little bit, and handgun skills. Weaknesses, long in the tooth, he's a little old. And he's out of his depth uh, compared to some of the others in the bracket. Yeah, so I, I definitely agree with you. I think that this is a very interesting matchup. Um, the thing that I would give Ripley that's not necessarily listed as a strength here is just straight intellect. Because she mm-hmm. is easily, I think, the smartest person in this entire bracket. That is an mm-hmm. excellent point. I agree with you there. So the fighting in a house, which is very nice. Ripley can get some Home Alone going. She could do that thing where you put the bullets in the pan and then they fire. Whenever that happens in a movie, side note, I'm all in. Like that should happen <laughs> in every movie for no reason. <laughs> You're just watching like Love Actually. <laughs> they just you know, let's heat up the uh, burners, put some bullets on there. Yeah. Okay. So in a house, the the pair of them. PJ, what's what's your thoughts, opinions? I don't think there's any scenario, personally, where Ellen Ripley beats. James Marshall. Oh, I'm so on the other side of that. I think she could survive if she was just trying to, like, evade him and get away. I don't think she could beat him. Hmm. Okay. I mean, all all she has to do is sweep his leg, you know? Like, that's it. Dude doesn't get up real well. Did you see all the, like, close hand-to-hand combat stuff that he got (laughs) into in that movie? A bunt, like a plane full of terrorists by himself. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. He's a good guy. It's, it know. is diehard in a plane. I, I definitely with really... the president also, which is <laughs> right. sick. Could right. you imagine, like, imagine if a real president did that? How high his approval, his I guess, or her in the future <laughs> approval ratings would be? It would be like this guy is sick. This is so cool. <laughs> it it made me think about. Um, I, I was watching this today. Yeah, I was watching this today, and uh, it, it made me think, who, like, what what was the last president that actually, like, had combat training? 
I mean, um, Bush for sure. Bush Jr. Yeah, I suppose was in the Air Force res- uh, Reserve during the Vietnam War. So you know, whatever okay. reservists in the Air Force are getting, I don't know. He had that uh, combat training at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otherwise, you forgot. You for sure got the series of generals that we had back in the forties and fifties, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. Right. No, I think you're right. I think that Ripley right. doesn't really stand a chance in the house for the most part. Um, the only other thing I would say is that Ripley is a little bit out of place inside of this list because she is she is from the future, where wherein everyone else is very much from the same sort of timeline and things like that. So everything feels a little bit more equal. Mm-hmm. Her any any time that we've seen her, it's been with advanced weaponry, machinery, things like that. So in a traditional house, I don't see her pulling anything off. Mostly because I also have never seen her in a low to the ground situation like that. That's very true. Without an airlock to blow an alien out of, you know. Now, if this were on the airplane, I think I think it'd be a completely different story. I don't think so because it's his airplane. You know, he knows all while the it's hatches, his airplane, all the secret hatches, all that stuff. Hmm? While it's his airplane, Ripley's pretty good at kicking people out of ships. That's, That's all I'm true. saying. But so is he. It's a fair. It's a fair That's point. So That's why I think it'd be more interesting. But yes, yeah, uh, it's tough. I I will I will concede, and uh, James Marshall should take it. Okay. All right. So to recap, in the first round we had Imperator. I can't say that word, but Furiosa beating Terry Hoyts, uh, James Marshall beating Ellen Ripley, Mad Max beating Letty Ortiz, Sarah Connor beating Chev Chelios, John Rambo defeating John Matrix, John McClane beating Jack Burton, Machete rip. defeating <laughs> Big rip. Xander Cage. It's a fat F for uh, Jack Burton. And Dutch <laughs> defeating Tallahassee. Jack Burton wasn't beating anyone on this list. No. Zero people. But good guy. What do you want? Yeah, he, <laughs> I had to him. he was here to lose, but that's okay. I mean, he made it. He's an iconic action hero. He had to be on the list. I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. He's an iconic action person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> action movie character. <laughs> All right. So, starting off round two, we have Dutch versus Machete. Well, it's Dutch, right? But yeah. let's let's see the let's see the let's play it out just for <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah. Okay, so they're in Fenway Park, and this is the uh, like the stadium that you can get to at the game. It's not like in the bowels, like the town. Mm-hmm. So I I think Dutch just takes them out pretty easily. Again, I don't think we have to belabor this one, unless yeah. either of you think there's a a point in it doing so. I think this is a pretty unceremonious death for Machete. Unfortunately for our friend, I agree. Rip Machete. <laughs> uh, so now we have Rambo versus John McClane, which, depending on where it is, sucks. But it's also awesome. Because it's like, you know, it's four... I think this is close. Okay. This one's closer than I... In In my head, my immediate thought is, oh, Rambo would dispatch this guy but Mm -hmm. it it's a lot closer than i think i'm giving it credit for so let's see where it's at they are in a house huh Hmm. (laughs) 
well, it's not like Rambo is going to be able to hide in a pile of like jackets in a corner somewhere and jump right. out and surprise him. So this is one of the ones where I think because they're so skilled, they're so awesome. It gets to like what's tough when these high level operators go against one another. It's just going to be like sort of whoever sees one another first would win. Kind of. Yeah, I mean, p- potentially, I guess I I think I'm a firm believer that John McClane would do better clearing a house than Rambo would or clearing okay. around corners and things like that. They're both good at sit and wait, though. Yeah. Hmm. Also true. Hmm. What do you? Where do you land? This lands as a, another toss-up for me, honestly. Okay, Thomas, where 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 you lean? I don't. I think this one totally depends on the environment, so I'm very comfortable just rolling uh, three dice versus three dice and seeing what happens. I think I think I'm interested in what those results are, but I definitely lean McLean. Lean McLean. Okay. Let me think about this before we. Make a final decision. So they're in a home. I'm picturing like a split level ranch type of thing. Like you walk in. <laughs> split level's even better because stairs. they're each going to just be hiding on different floors and never right. see each other. <laughs> We're just playing hide and seek and they yeah. don't know who's it. Right. With hand grenades. <laughs> can we give them walkies so they can talk to each other? <laughs> Probably. Of course. Then <laughs> they might start shooting at each other through the floor, but you know. Right. Welcome to the park. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to say John McClane has an advantage. Again, because Rambo's just like not settled into his return from war. Reality, yeah. Right. So I'm going to give John McClane the advantage. He will get four dice in the roll. A-OK with that one. Okay, let's make McClane the dots. Okay, so he has 13. And Rambo has five. Squished. Johnny, what are you doing? <clears throat> Rambo got blown apart by a grenade. Yeah. He stepped, came in, floorboard creaky, forgot they do that. McLean just got him. <laughs> quick. Definitely, definitely would get him in a quick scenario like that. The other part that I think is funny is obviously you've noted the, the no shoes thing, and so John mm-hmm. McLean oh, would yeah. be quieter uh, rolling around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so this brings us to the next matchup, which I think is awesome. It is Mad Max versus Sarah Connor. Oh, man. That's sick. I don't know that it's necessarily like a close fight, but it's awesome. I love to see it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that this is a very interesting matchup, and I'm curious, more interesting than the next matchup, um, <laughs> but... So I don't. I'm not even thinking about it. Interestingly, I just I'm just thinking of it like smashing two action figures together. Like, yeah, I, right. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So they're on Air Force One. Ooh, ah, actually, that changes things in my mm-hmm. mind. I don't like Matt's in any sort of confinement, right? Or just like any sort of in confinement, but like modern, not horrible environment. I think Max would do fine in a house. I don't think he would do fine on Air Force One. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Man, that's that's tough. Because I thought it was going to be a blowout in Max's favor <laughs> here. I think we should roll 
for it just because I I think it is unbalanced that way, but the environment does tilt it towards Sarah's favor. Yeah. But I do think I don't think it tilts it so that like she would definitely win. I think Sarah definitely wins. You do. Yes. Okay. okay. And I'm looking for someone to argue with me. Damn it. <laughs> I just Matt is so is cool, strong. man. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's so good at fighting. <laughs> Like it, it doesn't get highlighted enough, but it, it gets shown. He's really good at fighting, and he's just like brutal. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna like use whatever's around. He's gonna slammer very aggre- like the slammer into anything. Like it's gonna be a horrible fight. It's gonna be yeah, violent. You know, what? my brain actually put Max in the winning seat as I started to think about the actual scenarios. Like Sarah Connor would be clearing around a corner, and he would just grab just her grab throat, her. like. <clears throat> unfortunate um, i mean there in fury road he's he was his blood was being drained for the first half of the movie and he still he still beats the shit out of people mm-hmm. right yeah right yeah i mean he fights furiosa while chained with uh someone sort of fighting against him people holding him back and he wins He's got a car door and another human tethered to him. <laughs> and other humans pulling against the chain. After surviving being blood-drained and have, like, a couple car crashes. <laughs> right. So I think even if, like, say he's not being quiet and he just, like, Sarah's clearing corners and he sprints at her, she shoots him. I think he's going to get to her and, like, do that thing. Like, even if she stabbed him, like, where he pulls himself through the spear and chokes her out. Like, he would do that if that were an option for Sarah. I think Matt's wins. Just he's. he's I think this is, Air Force one is the one scenario where it's closer, but I think I think he's still gonna win. I think the more that we've talked about it, the more we have all kind of settled in the Max court, and I don't think we we have to roll. Nice. Yeah. All right. So Furiosa versus James Marshall. Furiosa is pulp. What? That matchup. <laughs> See, if if I mean if do we have oh, a time oh, machine? Oh, sorry, sorry. I James Marshall is pulp. James Marshall. I was thinking Dutch. Gotcha. <laughs> I was thinking like, could we put James Marshall? We put him in a time machine, and he's like young Harrison Ford again, and maybe he distracts her with his charm and superhuman good looks, just long enough, just for a split second. But no, I don't. No, there's no scenarios, and. They're fighting in rust, so she again kick the dirt, you know, slam him to the ground. She's gonna punch him in the throat with her metal arm, and he's done. Yeah, Furiosa. I sorry, I I for whatever reason was thinking Dutch here. So yeah, Furiosa. I think takes it. All right, like cleans it up. That brings us to the Sweet Sixteen, which. Features Furi- Furiosa versus Max, both from Mad Max Fury Road. Of course, this is going to happen. Yeah, I should have done a little more. I've <laughs> done some chicanery and put them on opposite sides, but what are you going to do? Uh, John McClane versus Dutch, which, you know, again, it, I mean, John McClane had to go through uh, Rambo. He might have to go through Dutch if he can. And those are the two archetypal action heroes before he came and reinvented the mold. Yeah, what's what's super interesting is John McClane basically had a buy round his first round, and then went on to beat Rambo in the first mm-hmm. actual fight of the entire competition, which is pretty wild. 
I like that you call Jack Burton a buy round. <laughs> That's what it is. It's just like God. I mean, what if what if John McClane got overconfident and threw a knife at him, and then he just throws it back? It could it, that's the one scenario where that could have <laughs> could have gone in Jack Burton's favor. If only there was someone with knives that was facing off against him, so that he could win. I guess <laughs> to just catch them all and throw them. Yeah, back. Right. I'm picturing him fighting Bullseye from Daredevil. Daredevil. That's uh, exactly where my brain went to. For no reason. Okay. So, which one are we starting with? Uh, PJ, you pick. Let's go Max versus Furiosa, because okay. we've just been talking about Mad Max. Uh-huh. We need hey, the environment. This one's kind of fun. It's fun. I don't know why this um, one's fun for no reason, because <laughs> they're in Fenway, and I just I just love <laughs> the idea of them in Fenway, just, like, running around, trying to kill each other. Just, like, the Great American Ballpark. It's incredible. Is, in this scenario, is Max at full strength, or is yes, he kind of they're both. They're both at full strength. So then she's I don't got her think arm. it's a contest. Okay. I don't think like they they were basically matched when when Max was at like his weakest point. In the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, we. I mean, we went through what he did last yeah. round, and it was against her. Like you've yeah. seen this, right? Like, during that fight, she didn't have her arm. Uh, the correct. That's where I was going. I was like, Nicholas. They Holt, fought. For, yeah, Nicholas uh, was also fighting against her. Yep. Yeah, it feels it feels a little bit unfair to just play off Furiosa as though she's not going to contribute at all to this fight, um, because I think she's also a better marks person than mm-hmm. Max is. Max is all yeah. close close range, and Furiosa is kind of that complement in the movie, but in this case is kind of the opposite in in its own right. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. She she is definitely a better marksman. Um, Fenway's wide open. Fenway is wide open. Right. I mean, there is that aspect to it. I I don't like to just shot it up to that, though. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. I'm saying Just because it's, it's... I mean, like... But I think... I mean, I mean Furiosa's gonna kick his ass, but I think Max would win, type of thing. Like, he's gonna be beat and bloody. Beaten and bloody from it, but... Yeah, <sighs> it's, not, it's not a blowout, but I think... I think Max takes it. I feel like we're treating it like a blowout. I feel like I feel like all right. Make I feel your like, case then. I feel like Furiosa would at the very least open up and open up with we'll we'll say from a distance, open up with Salvo round, hit him with a couple, nick him, mm-hmm. bleed him, you know, get him in the arm, disable him right. in some way. They would enter into mid range combat, and that's where it would get more interesting between the two of them. Of course, um, they run out of bullets. And... They run out of bullets. They run at each other. Furiosa starts using her arm like a club with her other arm because she's got enough strength to do so, and Mad Max is just a sad sack of human shit. I, don't... I mean, what? Interesting. I think she punches him, and he rips the arm off and uses it as a club against her. My, that's how I picture it. And he does weird Tom Hardy noises. You gotta remember, this is Tom Hardy <laughs> Mad Max. So he's growling and being weird. That's his noise. Yeah. <sighs> I, I feel like when they get into that close range combat, well, the question—I mean, we there, can roll for it just because there there is an important question here to maybe ask and pose: Is this? Do they have knowledge of each other walking into this arena? Is this post? Yeah, they, they all road? do know. Okay, so if they oh, know okay. who the other one is, it's a little bit hmm. different. That I okay. So I was thinking, if you do, you're asking like, do they know they're about to fight for their life? Um, hmm. do they? And they're the only ones that this really applies to because they're the only right. ones from the same franchise. Interesting. Right. Hmm. I had not considered that. 
Yeah, I think because I think they have the... like a begrudging respect. Mm-hmm. Let's say no, because let's say they don't know each other. So this takes place before Fury Road. Okay. Part part of me also thinks that they fight each other and come to respect each other and then team up against the weird overlords that are sitting in a room talking about who's going to win in a mythical duel and then show up to the final round See, themselves. Don't put that evil on me, Cross. I know. I'm, I don't want that because have you, like Charlize Theron is terrifying. She's a scary in real life. She's just very fierce looking. <laughs> so is Tom Hardy, though. <laughs> That's true. I mean, so yeah, Cross and stop. <laughs> I guess my point here is is that is there is there a world in which they might work out what they need to do and then make it bo- both of them make it to the next bracket and not eliminate each other and <laughs> become a team? Deaths and <laughs> I I mean yes, but for this exercise, no. Damn, but I do. I so here's what I'm picturing: Do we give her? We give Furiosa loses, but we give her money in the bank and she can cash it in. <laughs> but it's like a, she joins his team. So it's just I like think... the final showdown. She just cashes in money in the bank. Takes out <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> my my uh my argument here is because Furiosa is decidedly better at range. Mm-hmm. And we have no real way of knowing who like when they'll when they'll actually see each other and when they'll actually start fighting. Mm-hmm. And Max is decidedly better at close combat. I think we ju- we do a roll. Okay, even roll, or do we want to weight it in favor? Of that's control? that's. I think that's what we should start arguing about. Now. <laughs> okay. I think because it is, it's like let's give him a push mid range, and then edge long range Furiosa. Uh, I think it should be even because Max has the edge close range. I guess because of the environment, you could argue for Furiosa should have the edge because she would have this chance to snipe him i think it's most interesting to make it even and just go yellow yeah but okay. i would I'm, agree I'm... with you and i like the idea of giving furiosa an edge so interesting i like the idea of going even and doing yellow yeah and i'm yeah. gonna do it i'm gonna do it deal who gets the dots power. and who gets the numbers <laughs> you know that's the million dollar question I'm gonna go. Furiosa gets dots because of her the crease on her head. I don't know why. It just feels right. <laughs> I was gonna say because she only has one arm, so it's probably easier to make like dots. She can use her her stud oh to like poke at things and count. So they both got fourteen. Uh, Furiosa <laughs> got two sixes and a two, and Matt's got a five, a six, and a three. So remember when I said that they end up teaming up and making it to <laughs> I mean, the next round together? To this is, I don't know. You're very know. close. Uh, okay. For the sake of actually having a winner, though, right. do we do so, a roll off? Yeah, I just rolled again. Okay. Um, so Furiosa has seven. Matt has nine. Doom. Okay. Very close. It's very close. <sighs> Not happy about it. I'm okay with it though. <laughs> um, John McClane versus Dutch. It's at this environment. I hope it's where I hope it is. The plaza, because that'd be hilarious. It is, it, and it is. Yes, it is. Matatomi Plaza. Called like three of these, which is nice. It's like a super home field advantage. I... PJ, you appear to have opinions. <laughs> Who who's gonna kill Dutch? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, know. 
<laughs> How are you gonna do it? <laughs> Especially, I mean, okay. I like maybe John McClane. I like John McClane gets the drop on people a couple times in the movie and doesn't always kill them with the first shot. And you like that's your only chance if you're him going against Dutch. You gotta shoot him in the head immediately. Otherwise, he's gonna turn around and kill you. John McClane doesn't really get the jump on people. Like when he gets the jump on him, he doesn't kill him right away though. He always has like a couple second long quip that he makes. Like right. So I think he would do that. He'd be like, oh, and he'd die right there. Stupid. <laughs> Boom. And then yeah, he hit him with another one. They quip <laughs> off. That might be. Maybe that's Match's advantage. Maybe that's. Because they, they teamed up, Furios and Match swoop in to uh, Tommy Plaza. Okay. Might be necessary. <laughs> but um, I'm I'm very comfortable advancing Dutch. I think. Hmm. I mean, I re- I I love John McClane. I don't want to disrespect him at all. You're in a lot of disrespect on, on John McClane's name here. I am. I will disrespect John McClane <laughs> in in respects to when he's fighting Dutch because there's no fucking way. <laughs> Uh, John McClane, to me here, just makes it up to the roof, waits in, a, waits in a duct for Dutch to eventually make his way up to the roof, and then just jumps out and shoves him off the building. And that's it. I don't think he could that's, shove that's him. That's how it would go. I don't think he'd shove him. Or he'd push I him think in the he'd elevator. I think he would try to shove him, and Dutch would, Dutch would set his feet and... Well, he's got to be turned the other well way, bounces you know? Off. He bounces off. <laughs> Right, I think he hears him. I, he hears him. As, as stated earlier, it's hard to hear him because he's just I, just his feet. That's true. The I forgot about the no, no shoes. Maybe it's slapping though on the roof of a slap, slap, of the building. His feet are slapping. I mean, the bare feet are slapping. His bare feet like, was what is a that disadvantage noise? for him in Nakatomi Plaza. Well, it's only because they started to right. break the glass. But no, I know it was. Yeah. Um. Also, yeah. just as far as Arnold goes, <laughs> is there a movie where he's in? better like physique than in predator i mean maybe terminator yeah. maybe the first terminator yeah. maybe also two iconic know, sci-fi franchises wow dude right i had to take i wanted to put i mean terminator couldn't be in here obviously because he's cybernetic organism not a normal person what which Dutch isn't really, but technically Dutch is a regular human. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch is barely a regular human. I he totally is as much of a regular person as Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. It's definitely Dutch, and I'm I'm okay with, with just conceding, because all that I have to do to repitch this to myself is, could John McClane do what Dutch did and kill the Predator? And I'm sorry, fam. Nope. Especially not barefoot. Dutch versus maps. I mean, again, I think it's <laughs> Dutch. I... Wow. Let's see where they're fighting. Maybe it'll be Rust, you know? Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, so they're in the jungle. <laughs> so, you know, Dutch has the home field advantage. Matt's presumably has never seen that much green in his entire life um there's a waterfall in in this jungle isn't there yeah there's a waterfall so he's probably gonna just he's gonna see any water and he's just gonna be like this is the greatest day of my life and all the madness just washes away he's just gonna take a bath he's gonna, he's gonna be, like, be this is renamed 
All right, Max. Down. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> okay, Max. Kind of sick. Kinda sick, Kinda Max. sick Max. <laughs> just vibing, just, just vibing, just vibing, Max. <laughs> <laughs> and then Furiosa cashes in the money in the bank. And comes <laughs> back. Right, Maxin relaxing. That's very tough. But I think Dutch <laughs> comfortably wins. Yeah. It's just, it's tough. It's not like a tough fight. I meant it's tough emotionally yeah. to disregard Matt's. It's like it's so interesting because if we look at Dutch's trajectory, the chance, the only chance that he had at losing was actually in round one with Tallahassee. <laughs> I said he was going to kick him out of the is, airplane. Is there That's anyone true. in this bracket that you think could have put a better fight up against him? No. Yes. There's one man you can, will, and shall again. His name is John Matrix. <laughs> so what you're saying is fighting himself. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I'm glad we avoided that finale. So, so because Rambo beat John been... Matrix, do you think Rambo could beat Dutch? Te- I mean, technically, but... No, I, I mean this is probably just me being biased. Uh, Arnold versus Stallone type of guy. I lean Arnold. I think I generally do so I too, but I why. think Rambo would actually do fairly well inside of the jungle. Of course, they would both. I feel like it'd be the same kind of John McClane thing. They're both just hiding, mm-hmm. <laughs> covered in mud. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Be who gets eaten by a crocodile first. I, all right, so are we going with Dutch for this? Yeah, we are. Um yeah, I think so. I filled out the bracket ahead of time, and I got it 100% correct. <laughs> you got all and of those, right? 100% correct? That's crazy. Because I did a test drive, and it was almost yeah. nothing like that. Wow. <laughs> wow, maybe we just bent to PJ's opinions too easily. <laughs> you don't. I know you don't. <laughs> I, don't th- I mean, I'm happy with the way this... And we, we did rolled a bunch of times, true, and it so. went in, in my favor as far as like my filled out bracket goes every single time. That's uh, that's pretty funny. Good work, dude. This is this is a blast. This is so much fun. This is such a good idea. Thank you for inviting us onto this. It's, thank you. Thank you all for tuning in with us. This was a lot of fun. I had a blast. Thank you, Thomas, for having Cross and I on. Um, if you want to hear more of us ramble on about crazy bullshit, uh, check us out. Our podcast is Words and Whiskey. We talk about science fiction novels and booze, basically. Um, you can see us at uh, at Words Whiskey Pod on both Instagram and Twitter, and Words and Whiskey dot Show is our website. Yeah, and we also have a new Patreon with a bunch of different bonus shows. Um, one including covering some movie content, one doing a little bit on music, and then a third that's kind of a little bit of a grab bag. Uh, beyond that, we also are doing a nice little live AMA esque focused thing this month. We're or last month we're gonna we've talked about interesting <laughs> uh, Bo Burnham's Inside, which will be a, which is a ton of fun. Will be a ton. Of, yeah, it's weird. Uh, was 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 a was a ton of fun. It was a great time <laughs> when we did that in three weeks from when we recorded this. Uh, correct. <laughs> messing with my head uh but thank you so much this is a ton of fun thank you guys i couldn't think of anyone better to do this region with it was sick and i think we definitely needed three of us anytime you want us on this crazy. show for anything let let me know i'm absolutely stoked to okay. be here thank you feels nice uh <laughs> next time we'll do we're just gonna get insane and just do only cryptids 
and just talk about that. And we won't we won't prepare Please. at all. Absolutely. That would be so much fun. Again, huge shout out to PJ and Cross for coming on. I could not have done this without you guys. Uh, you brought some much needed feedback, some much needed insight, observations into this region. And and for all my listeners out there, if you're not listening to Words and Whiskey, here's what you got to do. Step one, read Red Rising, that series, because it's incredible. And that's what they've been covering for the most part. So check out Red Rising. Then listen to Words and Whiskey. Go with them on this journey. They deep dive the characters. Uh, the chapters, they break it down. They have incredible insight. Uh, they have pretty good predictions because PJ is reading in real time with the listener, so it's great. And so, you know, check them out wherever you get your podcast. They are awesome, very funny. They have great guests, genuinely a lot of fun. So it was great to have them on. And also, you know what? Check out my interview with them from way back when. Yeah, scroll down, season one, finale, episode 10. It was great stuff. Love those guys, love their stuff. Check them out. And get ready for tomorrow. The Gunslinger region with Mike Barbado. Until next time, get to the chopper!